You are now listening to the Heroes for Sale podcast. Whether you are a new collector or a seasoned pro, on a daily basis, I cover topics to help you grow your hobby knowledge and strategies to make you money in the market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I have a... Well, so I have one topic, but then I have kind of a thesis that I want to share with everybody. So the topic is about the PSA 10 first edition Charizard that sold last week. I don't think I talked about this on the podcast yet. So there was a new record for the highest price PSA 10 first edition Charizard. There was one that sold on eBay. Let me just pull up the exact price. The exact price was $295,300 for a PSA 10 first edition Charizard. Now, on previous episodes, I think a couple weeks ago, probably I think there was I think it was an episode titled "Records Are Being Broken in Sports Cards." I think it was either I'm pretty sure it was part one. Records are being broken in sports cards, part one. I talked about the original, well, not original, but there was a PSA 10 first edition that sold for. 220 the one that logic bought that was 183 and then there was the the buyer premium which brought it up to about 220 for for that one so obviously I, well yeah i think pokemon itself is definitely an interesting way to is definitely an interesting alternative for someone who maybe wants to get into the hobby but doesn't want to get into sports cards obviously if you don't like sports or you don't like cards like i think there are markets for most industries like car- there's cartoons there's there's a couple there's there are markets for for people who want to get into cards themselves but maybe don't want to get into pokemon or sports cards but i think for the most part those are going to be the major markets and i i, I don't know it, it maybe you know i think for the most part if you are buying anything right now i don't think there are too many things right now unless you're buying like Bowman prospects or 20 2019 2018 and 2020 rookies in any sport that like aren't the top top guys uh, which I still think that there are chances obviously that these these top guys will will not pan out and then that's obviously gonna be a bad investment but I still think that for the most part most of the stuff that you can buy, any or I would say anything that's like pre twenty seventeen. Like if if we're using twenty or actually I guess well twenty eighteen as well. Like if we're if we're using uh like Luca and Ronald Acuna as like maybe a cutoff. Like I think twenty nineteen there are some players that have like gotten there and are more established than others. And then twenty twenty these product these products are still they're coming out now. So like I think at the, I think today actually is Prism release day. I didn't even realize like the I didn't realize even the date. Uh, I'm I'm recording this the day before. So if you're listening to this, it's not Prism release date yet. But the when you when you, you know if you are listening to this, Prism should be out. And I think there were some people that got Prism No Huddle. I'm pretty sure those had shipped already. Um, and first off the line probably should be. First off, the line should be coming out soon too, as well. And so, I mean, the main the main point of the Charizard is that there's only 121 of them of the PSA 10 first edition. So there are, if you want to get into Pokemon, there are other sets you can get into. I would say 
Charizard's probably the one you should start with. It's kind of similar to, like, if you're looking to get into sports cards, look for essentially who your favorite player is. Like, you could, and realistically, with Pokemon, if you want to get into who your favorite Pokemon is, I think it's it's similar to players, but, like, the Charizard and, you know, Blastoise and Venusaur are going to be, like, the, the Lucas and the Treys of that industry right now. And... I, I think maybe people know this, maybe they don't. The 25th anniversary of Pokemon is coming up next year. The 25th anniversary of, I'm not, sh- I, I'm not sure if it's the first. I think it's when the first cartoon came out. So we're gonna see, we're gonna be seeing Pokemon in the news. We're gonna be seeing it. I would guess probably there's there's gonna be news places. There's going to be people talking about it. Maybe they're talking about the car. I would imagine because when you think about Pokemon, what's in my mind, and maybe this is just how my mind works because I collected these cards as a kid, but like the when I think of Pokemon, the cards is the first thing that comes to mind. Maybe even before the game, I would say. Probably before the it would probably for me it would go the it would go cards and then the game and then the cartoon. And I think you could even but I I would say you can argue any of those are should be the top because obviously the the Pokemon, which actually a fun fact is, so in the whole history of Pokemon, I think it was last year, it was either 2019 or 2018, was the first year, this is actually pretty wild and I'm surprised they didn't have a little bit more foresight in thinking about this, that it was the first time that Ash Ketchum had won the won the Pokemon League. Like he, in all the cartoons, he he just lost, which I think is... I think because I was reading, I was reading an article about it, and the article was from a theoretical standpoint where they were saying that like the whole point of him losing every single time is that you can lose with dignity, and when you lose, you don't have to like go out like in a like in a sad way. I guess that's sort, of, and I mean that's kind of like a pot, not not pie in the sky, but that's kind of like a like a, a broad scope, I guess, on like uh, on this cartoon that is still around. So, like, I think you're going to see all this stuff, and I think that would be interesting. I think I may put out an Instagram post about that and see, like, what people think, what they would consider when they think about Pokemon. Like, do they – I would like I said, I think probably the cards and then the game and then the cartoon, but I wouldn't even be surprised if someone said the cartoon first and then the game and then the cards. Like, I don't think – I don't. I think that either either one. I think you're you're gonna be. Um, I I don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer to this, but either way, I mean, it's, so it's crazy to see another Pokemon card sell almost for three hundred thousand dollars, and it really shows the health of the industry. I think there has been some growth and some decreases in some of the other cards uh, throughout kind of some of the sets, but like the Charizard has really just seen continuous growth like i think logan paul bought one for 150 150k and then the logic one sold for 220 and then this one sold for 300 like i don't know if the with with there only being 121 psa 10s of this card as well i don't know how many i don't know how often this card is going to sell like i can't imagine there'll be in the future there'll be more than two or three of these cards that like, I would say we probably, right now, we probably saw the most amount sell in the shortest amount of time that maybe we'll ever see again. Like, when that when that first one sold, because also, the first, um, the first Logan Paul one that he bought for 150 he bought that from a collector who has, like, 
eight of them, and it was a it was a private sale that they well not technically private, but they just did it between the two of them. Like he just gave them the cash, or he gave the collector the cash, and then the next one was done through, I think it was Heritage Auctions. I forget if it was Heritage Auctions or if it was Golden Auctions, but it was no. I think it was I think it was Heritage Auctions because I think now Golden Auctions. Actually, you know what? I I forget. I don't, I'm not going to say I remember exactly which one it was because I don't, but it was sold through one of the big auction houses, and then this last one was sold on eBay. Now, there is a SGC gold label first edition Charizard that's selling through Golden Auctions coming up. I wouldn't be surprised if that hits. I think that's probably going to hit higher than this 300 k I wouldn't be surprised if it sells for 500 It's. I mean, it's a similar. It's what I've said all, all along. I don't think these gold labels and the black labels are really worth worth the extra money that you're spending on them. So I'm not even going to comment on that because people have just been, I don't know, I, I'm not sure if people aren't listening to what I'm saying or they're not watching the whole video or they're not reading the whole post. But I, I'm, I, I'm done. I, I don't know. I'm not going to, for now, I'm, I'm retiring the take, which it still will be my take, but I'm just not going to say it because it's just is triggering people and I don't really, it's not even worth it. Like, over the weekend, I actually took down. So I put out a Pokemon TikTok where I said, if you can find these products in stores, they're super easy to flip and you can sell them for almost double. Like you can buy uh, Hidden Fates tins and then XY Evolutions, which is basically um, it's basically the base set, but like uh, an updated version. I think it's from 2016. Uh, I put out a, a post about it on TikTok and I said, if you want to make money, you can. You can go and you can find these and then flip them. And I had a bunch of people that were pretty angry in the comments. And I, I was like, ah, it's not even, I don't know. That seems like a, a, a tip that I don't usually put out that's like going to retail and flipping. So I took the post down because like I was like, I don't really, I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers. But I do think that, I do want to address a couple things. So I think that the content that I've been putting out like the past week has been um, a little bit more... Not ex- a little bit. Um, I don't know if controversial is the term, really, realistically, but it's like I, I put out like one post about the the paying for content, and I was I was hearing some rumblings that it may not have gone over well with. Um, it may not have gone over well as as I as I thought it would. Which I think, if you listen to the whole episode, I think all the points I made were valid, and I think I think if one of the one of the things I was hearing about it was that people were saying that I was writing for card hops, but like in the episode, anybody that listened to the whole episode. I talked about writing for card hops in the episode. Um, and I, it was more of a, a critique on how I think paid content can, could be done, could be done correctly. So, and then I also put out like the black label TikTok, and I don't know, there was a couple TikToks that I put out that I was trying to sort of, I was trying to incite sort of virality on the TikToks, and it didn't even really work out if I'm going to be completely honest. Like I recorded on Saturday, I posted six TikToks and they all did absolutely horribly. Like so I'm I, and I think it's because Saturdays for whatever reasons may not just be a good time to post because other times the TikToks have done fine, but it just seemed like these didn't really do very well uh on this Saturday and it, honestly it could have just it could have been the content, it could have been that maybe Saturdays aren't a good day to post on TikTok. Like I'm, I'm not going to be posting on this Saturday. Just be, or I may only, I may only post once. But also, I, I sometimes I'll say stuff and then I, and then I'll change my mind. So like when I, and I do that occasionally. Like I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's whatever. So the content, you know, it's, 
maybe I'm getting more towards takes that I know. Like it, talking about the paid content, I think was something that I, going into it, I knew that it was going to be a hot button issue. And I think it, it sort of, I don't know. I mean, it had like yesterday was one of the best days of the podcast, but I'm assuming it's because of it's people going and listening to what I had to say. I, I don't know, whatever. But I knew going in it was going to be a hot button topic, and it I guess it was because a lot of people listened to the episode. I, I don't know, but whatever. So that's kind of some of the, the content stuff and with the with the Charizard. And then the main point, I think, from this that I think is important for people who maybe are new into cards and new into the industry is that this past year we have seen it's it's this is including everything with the PSA deal with what's happened with soccer cards what's happened with pokemon what's happened with i mean if you look there's tennis cards that are doing actually like pretty well like PSA 10 Serena Williams tennis cards that are selling for a couple thousand dollars uh, I mean, basketball exploded. Baseball sort of, it's gone up, but it hasn't really seen as big of an increase. But so I think this past year is potentially going to warp people's perceptions. And I definitely have seen less posts about this, if I'm going to be completely honest as well. Like, during the basketball season and during, like, the bubble, I saw a lot of posts that people were talking about all these cards that they bought and how they all went up in price and how all these great investments that they made. And realistically, the whole market did that. Like, it, it, the whole market was good. So if you were in on cards, you probably made a decent amount of money, whether that was buying vintage basketball, whether that was buying modern basketball, whether that was buying junk wax basketball. You could have bought anything. If you bought anything in January, you realistically, you probably saw a pretty, you probably saw a pretty significant increase on on the price of that card or whatever you were buying, you probably saw a pretty significant increase. And I'm just hoping that maybe this podcast, now that we're in December and we're getting towards the end of the year, uh, and I think I may have mentioned this on a couple episodes before, that we're probably going to be going back to... um, We're probably going to be going back to, like, regular close to stock market style games. Like, we're probably going to go back to 5 to 10% increases of cards over the course, for the most part, over the course of a year. And I think it's important to recognize the moment that we're in right now. And for us as collectors, as investors, how important it is to sort of relish kind of where we're at. Like, if you came in in January you made a really good decision like and you should you should be happy that you made this decision like for me i was the cards that i was buying last summer are sort of what is helping me get through like the pandemic right now like the decisions that i made last year last summer and then even now these are the these are the decisions and if you were somebody like me who had a second job at the time and was and was buying cards with the second with the second job, like that's where, you know, I think you made a really great decision. And I think if, even if you're maybe a content person like myself as well, like if you decided to get back into content, you probably have seen over the past year that maybe it's going as well as you expected. Maybe it's not going particularly as well as you expected, but I would say that you probably could have got, if you were connecting with people, like that's what, that's one of these, one of the points. I think if you're out here creating content and connecting with other collectors, that's one of the most important pieces of 
what I sort of am trying to do. Uh, because, because as, as the platforms that we're posting on become more and more saturated with, because believe it or not, we're still, I think we're still in the middle of Instagram becoming a platform that is not for content anymore. Like we already saw it with the change of the shop button and the post button to reels and shopping. Also, now I'm getting notifications about shopping, which is pretty wild. Uh, first of all, it, it's it's not enough for Instagram to have posted that they that, or it's not enough for Instagram to have changed the most used button in their app. That now you have to get you you get notifications about the about the thing that they changed. I don't know, whatever. That's a, that's another that's another conversation for another day. Like I've said before, it's clear that Instagram is is. I think something's going to happen with Instagram in the next year where they're going to sell to some company or they're going to try and sell this platform that they built this shopping platform because whether whether we like it or not people are probably using the shopping platform and there's going to be growth and the growth is going to come from potentially people not realizing that they not realizing that they are conditioned like I, whenever I open Instagram I'm conditioned to almost tap it and I started fixing it a little bit to where that's not happening but like I don't know it's super it's 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 whatever there it's it's clear that Instagram is trying to get away from potentially people making content on their platform like they already were switching it with the algorithms and all that stuff to make it so it's it's more uh more sponsored posts are showing up but we're we're going to see on the platform that that content is going to become harder and harder to see and it's going to become harder for people that you want to see your content to see it. and that's just that's just reality so like reaching out to people that either you are either you like like contacting people within the industry like telling them that you like a card that they have or telling them that you like the content that they have is going to be for someone who's creating content is almost is going to be just as important as creating the content itself because because it's like i said it's just the the platform itself with the algorithm and i and i realistically i've tried I've talked about the algorithm a, t- a ton. Uh, I would say definitely, definitely more than, but it's because I'm using it and I understand. But people who only complain about the algorithm annoy me because it's like we're all dealing with the algorithm. Like you're not the only one that's dealing with the algorithm. And it's the same with like shadow banning on on TikTok. It's like there, I think there are people who are being shadow banned for sure. But also like there's 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 people who have like hundreds of thousands of followers who just were like super early on the platform and like didn't really make good content. There's also people that made good content and they now they are shadow banned. I think there are there's definitely cases of where that happens. But I think for the most part we're seeing sort of a shift where TikTok is almost as popular as Instagram on the App Store. Like I think actually on the App Store it's second when you look at uh the free apps. So TikTok has way more users and I think people are still using it like they think that no one else uses the platform like it's really the content on there is fairly strange like that's why I try and post stuff on there but I've tried to like wean myself off using the actual platform to for content because like like I said people are just commenting crazy stuff and like people are making these wild videos and I don't know so you know so connecting with connecting with other people is going to be an important part of a content creator's journey because that could help you with like if 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 later down the road like you need help promoting something uh or whatever you know that may help but also i think it's just important as we as we kind of work from home like a lot of industries have it's going to be important for 
people to still connect with other people. Like, And as we go more into a digital world, that's going to be kind of the norm. So I think even, I don't know, I'm not going to get too deep into this, but like, if you're not good at con, if you're not good at like talking to people over direct messages or over on the internet, like that's something that is going to become the norm of what we do in society. So like if you're a business owner, you're a content creator or you are a buyer or a seller, like contacting these people is going to be important. So, you know, that kind of brings me back to this, this whole last year. It's just been such a crazy year for everybody. Like, and I think you need to, you need to, take a step back and realize that like if you're in the sports card industry right now and you got in in the past year you made a great decision and I want to congratulate everybody that did that because you know that's that's what you did when you know maybe it wasn't I don't you know now sports cards are becoming cool again but like a year ago two years ago it really wasn't that like there was people that I worked with who, when I was saying that I was looking at sports cards, they thought it was like hilarious that I was looking at sports cards. And it's like, now I'm, and I'm not going to use the phrase, you know, I just want, I think the phrase that I wanted to use is now who's laughing. And that would have been kind of like, like that was as, as like a joke, but it's, but it's, 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 I was taking it serious back then and they thought it was a joke. And now it's, you know, it's back now to the point where I think if you tell someone that you're into sports cards, Rather than ten percent of the time, you're going to have people be interested. Now you're going to, it's going to be in the fifty to sixty percent of the time where people are actually going to be interested in sports cards, uh, or interested in kind of what you're doing if you're in sports cards. Um, but that's all I've got for today's episode. So I want to thank you all for listening. If you want to screenshot and put this episode on Instagram, I would really appreciate that. Uh, thank you all for subscribing on iTunes if you do that. And also thank you for following on uh, Spotify if you do that as well. So thank you very much. I'll see you in the next episode.